the Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't even look at them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even prepare mm. to play against them because you do not what you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> we could beat them six nil, or we could lose six nil. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. past seven you're half past seven you're welcome along to uh, OTBAM it's Tuesday it's not Friday but it's Adrian here and it's Shane over there and between both of us it's Kenny Cunningham good morning Kenny Cunningham how are you doing yeah all good lads <coughs> all good you've just too long. literally too this long. very second been given out about the lack of provision of croissants <laughs> croissants <laughs> Croissant. yeah. plenty of Weetabix plenty of Weetabix around the place I, but I feel, uh, I feel no great croissants. Kenny was dissing me Weetabix this morning I have to Wouldn't say be a go-to for me now either. I must admit, not even a healthy option. Really, it's probably really? the healthiest. Look at the, have you looked at the box? Have you looked at the ingredients? No, looked at the small print. I'm going by reputation alone. To be honest, it's probably the healthiest of those easy breakfasts. Do you know what I mean? Your That's your low bar, your though. cocoa pops, low your frosties, your cornflakes. It's a slow energy burn, isn't it? A bit like porridge. Yeah, that, you want a bit I of flaxseed or something, a few seeds yeah. on a chain. That'd be the thing that bring fruit. Me, you know? But it's hard. You see, it's hard to get porridge going or something that's never been into porridge. Never, never been into even when you were playing because that would have been a good. Source would have been energy. Yeah, yeah. No, it would have been. No, ne- never. In, re- remember Ready Breck ground up over here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Powdery stuff. That Powdery. Was that? Powdery ah, stuff. It's a kid's version of porridge, basically, I think. It's I used to eat Ready Breck. Victorian cold. times, isn't it? Ready yeah. Breck. You know, Ready Breck. You, you feel sorry for people. <laughs> you feel sorry for kids. I had Ready Breck. You'd say, ah, bless them. What's your yeah. problem with <laughs> porridge? Ready Breck for breakfast. <laughs> What's your problem with porridge? Porridge was high end. <laughs> was porridge it? Was high end. I think so. Off. Compared to Ready Breck. You got a few cheap, cheap uh, Porridge is cheap as chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cheap as chips. Chips aren't cheap. Cheapest, I'll tell you that. Cheapest, How much are chips in your uh, uh, takeaway? Well, you would know, inflation, inflation. You would know more about I said to myself coming in this morning, Kenny's in, and like he's he's always talking about food, and we love chatting about food, but we're not going to do that. This <laughs> I'm led that way. We didn't even I'm plan to talk about path. it. Yeah. Well, you brought the Weetabix up, Kenny. I have to say, what would you have for for breakfast? Having said that, here we are. What would you have for breakfast? No, I'm not bad actually. A bit of fruit. I would need a lot early early on in the day. Maybe a little bit of fruit, banana. Been cramping. Don't want to get too like, but <laughs> cramping a lot uh, of late. So somebody said banana. All simple, right, okay. Simple solution. Yeah, banana. Yeah. Coffee, potassium, seemingly. Potassium. That's a okay. given. That's that's so a well a known. Did you know that potassium? I did not yeah. know that. Anti yeah. anti cramping. Uh, yeah. Uh, method or there foods. Go. Yeah, there you go. Chemical um, symbol is K for potassium. Just for cup of tea, like cup of coffee. Uh, I will have no, not not early in the morning. No, right. that's during the day. That's a little treat if I've been good. But <laughs> now I'm late. Now, gotta, you know, f- physically, you've got li- we're out running and doing a few bits, then that's a little treat early afternoon. For a man Coffee who looks to be as fit as a butcher's dog, anytime I hear you talking about food, it doesn't appear it's all sort of. Sweet from the, ah, he yeah. runs it off. Apologise for that. He runs that. I'm not asking you to apologise. I'm just saying that you're, It's not choice. I, I was walking down Capel Street the other day and I was thinking of Kenny Cunningham because he recommended. Uh, I'm a big Bunsen burger fan. This isn't sponsored. Uh, but Kenny recommended da- Other burgers. Dash. Are and I, I, I actually I walked past Dash Here and then I go. thought of Kenny. I walked back in, went in and ordered myself a double burger, double cheeseburger. What's it well, think? Tell you what. It's up Kenny, there, Kenny was right. Was he? It's gone above Bunsen for me. Oh, just by a by, no, uh, by I a margin. That. I didn't. T- I didn't try the chips, so I can't speak for the for the handcuff fries. But uh, burger wise, good value. 
How much? Yeah, much did you... I can't remember how much I paid, but it, it wasn't bad. Eight ninety five, probably something along those lines. See, I That's not I... bad. Anything <laughs> under tenner, Any, ten, anything under a tenner for a hamburger and double you've done well. Yeah, a double, double. I don't cheese. get the smash burger concept. concept. I, I'd rather just have a good. I don't know burger. how it's made, but it, it tastes good. You, you get a double uh, help me get the double burger in there. Don't wafer, you? wafer thin. Yeah, wafer thin, but they crisp because it's wafer thin. They really kind of crisp it up mm. on the on the grill, and then all the little bits scratch all them little bits so <sighs> bang it all on there. Is it controversial so, to say that I'd be partial to a fi- Five Guys? Oh, you've lost me there. I don't even know. They're expensive. Very expensive. Nice. That, would, that wouldn't be an issue. They're for nice. Agent. They're nice. That uh, wouldn't be an issue for agent. Now one of these people enjoys paying more. It's a bit of a status thing. Yeah. thing. I'd be more of a woe burger like kind of guy. Down. This one, as soon as I said eight ninety five, he came back with the five five ways. Five guys. Six guys. Five ways. Four ways. Four ways. They're an American franchise, Kenny. They're like many. The local produce, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's or something, a nice, <laughs> nice local, local produce. Local, I don't know. I, I don't, don't, don't have a clue. I think they are, actually. How was the uh, Pilates? Yeah, all good. Yeah? Yeah, I was there yesterday, tickety-boo. You were, you, were coming in, you were to be in yesterday, but you decided, you knew I was on this morning, so you Ooh. said, you said Listen, yeah, it's the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah fire put your health, got to put your health you do? in, your well-being oh, first. Right. Yeah. Don't be grudge me that, lads, yeah. I've never, never. Well, sorry, Pilates, I'm sounding an idiot here. Pilates is basically stretching. I wouldn't be hard. What? It's basically stretching. Difficult stretching. You are, you sound like an idiot. You're right. Next, next question. <laughs> how does Pilates differentiate from yoga? Is my question. You were talking. The lads were talking about this on the on your yeah, so let's not go there. Yeah, yeah, so let's not go. That clip exists out there somewhere. If people in are, the ether. Uh, I can. I can find, I'll go. I'll go and find it after the show. You want to delete it? Yeah. You yeah. were. Um, you were saying just before we come on that you weren't uh, especially pliable as a player. That you had to work on that pretty. Uh, in your playing days, you had to work on that a lot. Oh, I did. Honestly, God, it was just, I'm embarrassed now looking back. I'd say the first half of those six, eight years of my career, it's just like embarrassing some of the stuff I was doing. Yeah, very little stretching, no kind of flexibility. Didn't understand it whatsoever. Didn't understand my body. I was just, say for the first six years, what I used to, uh, uh, Millwall, five years, we used to have, our gym was a port cabin on stilts <laughs> in the car park. Right. It wedged in the corner of the car park. It was, you know, you would have put it up in like, 20 minutes one of these shows now home improvement shows I put it together in 20 minutes so I had a multi-gym walked in the door and had a multi-gym not these multi-gym things in the middle about yeah. four stages there was the bench press there was the pull down one leg one uh, leg weight uh, option and a few uh, uh, weights kind of scattered and that was basically it so you just went in there and just pushed as heavy as you could as many times as you could Jeez. and funny enough now I just remembered maybe in there one afternoon it was late on because it was a bit sad, like, I hadn't much to be doing over there. Most of the people would have been left, so I rambled out there after maybe an afternoon session or whatever. I was the only one in there. Start pulling the, the pull-down bar, mm. thinking, oh, yeah, my heaviest weight I could, here we go. You know, th- this is the type of mentality, this is what I'm talking about. Mm. Got to lift the heaviest weight. And actually, as I pulled it down, the thing snapped. So I pulled it down onto my head, like, crashed Oof. it down onto my head. Ooh. Yeah, split myself open. Oof. So I was like, stuff. <laughs> I stumbled out of the power cap. <laughs> People are like, into the car park, yeah. Thankfully, there was no CCTV back in the day. That would have been very funny. I was literally like stumbling across. I didn't really know. Walk back into the the physios walking out of the out of the uh, the building. It caught a glance at me. Were you okay? And that blood streaming down my face. I don't think so. Jeez. Oh, Took me in. Blah blah. Anyway, I'm obviously making a bit of a joke of it. But the the point being, that was it. 
that was the kind of mentality. Give me a weight lift, mm. lift the biggest thing. You know what but I mean? But even in terms of stretching and that stuff, the, the like squad approach to that pre-match, pre-training, was there anything like was it organised? You know the way that you see now, you see all these mm. really complex routines where people are sort of yeah, like you're nearly you're in a ball of sweat, obviously before the game even begins, but not the yeah. case. Now very little, almost like a little bit of toe congestion. So yeah, there was a little bit of stretching there, but pretty much you know almost mm. like a little kind of tick box only when those kind of uh, conditioning coaches and stuff came in and kind of a bit more information coming away made you think and people got a little players got a little bit more proactive then in terms of, then obviously the foreign influence mm. I'd say again I want to say France I don't mean Irish uh, con- <laughs> <laughs> continental influence coming over and you see those lads and it's just like well this is interesting what, he's, what are you doing there you're actually having conversations with people and and you think, oh, that's interesting. I might try a bit of that. So, yeah, so that kind of, the whole thing evolved over over a period of time. But, um, yeah, it came too late for me, unfortunately. Mm. You were down at UCD last night. You were more there to see Derry than you were uh, the home team. He's still cold here. and You can feel the cold emanating from the cold. Yeah, yeah. Moments ago. Yeah, it was cold. Layered up. I was proper layered up. But I had the wrong shoes on. Ah, rookie mistake. So I was doubled up on me socks. Traction bottoms underneath me, James. Wasn't too bad. But yeah. the footwear... Warmy, flimsy trainers. Ah, skilled by one. What would you have done? The two, pa- two pairs of socks might have been the two pairs of there. socks, but it just didn't. The, the outside uh, if layer of protection. If it's, it's relatively exposed on there as well, isn't it? It's not like a, yeah, even I mean, it's called the Belfield Bowl. A couple of years, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, don't get me wrong. I'm looking for the sympathy vote, but yeah. Now the play. I want to get eyes on there. They hadn't seen a play live this uh, year, so I was interested. It looks as if they're going to put a there thereabouts. They were, to be honest with you. Obviously, it was a struggle for UCD. I was reading the manager's notes there, Andy Morley, saying he's without a few players, so you have to uh, factor that in. So they found it tough. Like probably dirty. You know, not been too disrespectful to UCD, but probably didn't get out of second gear. Really, mm. kind of managed the game well, and not even probably their strongest eleven out. No, uh, Duffy, McEl, McElhenium one or two other players Adam O'Reilly who I like a lot they brought him from Preston or was at Pats last year yeah but even still Jordan McInef got two great goals I love you seeing the goals mm. four two goals fantastic Ali O'Neill's in from, from yeah. Fulham as well yeah came off the bench like, so that's what I'm saying the uh, squad uh, depth looks good they look as if you know, even last night you know, one off game but you, you sense they look as if they're ready for a title challenge I know they were there thereabouts last year but they look in good shape but the acquisitions they've made mm. have, uh, have obviously strengthened them so yeah they're in a good place We're going to have a lot of League of Ireland chat across the course of the show because we're going to come back to that with Vinnie Parth on a little bit later on he's going to join us in the studio to uh, chat a little bit more about uh, some of the results last night some interesting stuff You're a relatively newcomer to the League of Ireland Is that fair enough to say? Relatively no, no, we're, we're talking about this for eh, No I wouldn't say so uh, in terms of like you know kind of you know, getting to a huge amount of live fixtures yeah, maybe so. I probably watched more League over the last three or four or five years than, than I've ever done. But yeah, I always kept in uh, contact with it. Even I've finished playing about fifteen years now, so I've kind of been around. Mostly workers over here in Dublin, anyway. So generally speaking, if I'm if I'm over, I'd looked at the the games. If there's a game in town, Dublin in particular, I kind of uh, pitch up. But yeah, but generally I always kind of kept in contact. I wouldn't wouldn't give it the old banging the drum, massive fan in the League of Ireland as such but always interested in it and certainly in terms of the players and, and young talent in particular which has always been a common theme I think yeah. in the League of Ireland I mean that's always been a constant in terms of where the league is at financial the quality of football that we're seeing our facilities and all of that you know what I mean but in terms of the one constant theme for me has been yeah young talent in the league and that's uh, that's as prominent now as it's ever been yeah. You when you retired, you it was not by choice, really, was it? You were, were you going to retire anyway? I know you were injured at the end of your days. Oh, at yeah, Adrian. 
But I'm, so what I'm wondering, where, scab. where I'm going with this, I'll give you the signpost. Don't take me back. I, to that. That's I wondered, a dark place. I wonder, did you have any inkling to uh, come back and play? I didn't have it. No, when I finished, I was kind of yeah, I was done. Really, I was. I would say I was done. I probably could have actually played a bit. Like, I finished when I was thirty six at Sunderland, and, and I, was, I probably could have played for another year, maybe at some level. Mm. Years, but I wasn't mentally. I just I'd, I'd had enough, enough to be on. Yeah, I was because I was str- not struggling physically, for, uh, injury was, but um, yeah, I wasn't playing at the level that I wanted. You know, you're struggling, thirty six, yeah. your body's struggling, and you know you're, you're kidding yourself on a little bit. You know what I mean? You're, Do you not think? You know, I could take whatever at whatever level, like go down to whatever it would have been. No, at the time. I'd take a step down and. Yeah, no, old. no. Funny enough, I heard that uh, you hear that when you're a younger pro, people say to you play for as long as you can, much as you can for this mm. kind of as long as you can and, and I've seen players do that play at a very high level come back and play championship Div 2 and go and play wherever level they can until late 30s, 40s and for some people that might be the, uh, the right decision but I don't think it's a given not for, uh, not for everybody I think for some players and I, I may have been one of them it gets to a point when your performance levels drop off yeah. to a certain degree there it's hard to stomach it mm. to be honest did, with you Did retirement scare you or did you embrace it when it came around uh, probably neither uh, to be honest with you you know what's coming you know, again it's very cliche the lads oh you know before you know you just don't realise and mm. you kind of do of course you do you know what's kind of coming you can kind of blind yourself to it or kind of oh, I don't want to deal with it fair enough but yeah it's coming down the, the tracks out you like a train so yeah no it was just yeah it was just one of those things you accept it and you move on I don't know, people talk about little transitions and all that I suppose there is to a certain extent and yeah I think it is true a lot of players kind of uh, struggle with it I think probably mm. the, some of the data coming out there will probably indicate there's mm. indicators there a lot, lot of players do so I have some I have a small amount of sympathy but not a not a huge amount I've got to be honest uh, which are like you know what I mean there's a lot of people struggling out there for a lot of di- different reasons like you know what I mean so yeah, you just got to get on with it. It's as simple as that. You, you move on. Appreciate for what you had, but that's it. It's done. It's history, and you just next stage your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of move on, plod on, don't you? You're, you're, you strike me as somebody who's easily able to compartmentalize that sort of stuff. Like that, you're, you know, you can say right you know, in a way that I'm sure a lot of people, like you're hinting at there, a lot of footballers obviously come out of that system and are so institutionalized by everything that's gone on over the last. Um, I heard a comment recently. It'll come to me in a second. Who said it? But they said there were. John Giles on with Nathan last week talking about you get into football at 15 you leave at 35 and you're still a 15 year old <laughs> yeah in some respects yeah yeah I think that's probably changed a little bit this you know last kind of generation like probably a little bit more rounded in terms of you know into how they're prepared when they come out of the football game you know and putting things in place a lot of good advice out there now maybe even courses education are, are, are different things like I think it was different Kind of twenty years ago, I think John's certainly right, certainly in his uh, in his time. But um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. There's a small, there's a small. But again, you can't over, you know, the old violin out and all all that lark. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> just gotta, yeah, you just gotta get on with it. And you're right. Yeah, you do have to. I think you do have to uh, compartmentalize, like you said. You can just kind of box it off and that because. Yeah, kind of all those all that stuff spinning around in your in your head. Yeah. That's it. It's done. Like, and I was lucky. I still had a bit of contact with the 
the media stuff it wasn't a decision I made or this is me the media like you know what I mean mm. but I just kind of stumbled into it I suppose that kind of helped me a little bit kind of being around and I enjoyed the football and the analysis and, and even with people a little bit not kind of like minded people who like their football and they're kind of into it meet up with the lads occasionally who you played with mm. and that type of thing so yeah it wasn't as if whoosh, there was massive distance between me I was lost in a vortex somewhere like you know what I mean mm. oh you know wow me and all that kind of thing so yeah, so to a small degree, I'm uh, very thankful to you, lads. Yeah, but you have you do you also have uh, to blow more smoke in your direction, like that ability to like we'd be dealing on a fair, reg- fairly regular basis with people who've are involved in sport or have come out of sport. Not everybody has the ability to um, talk to to, to be to be in company and 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 get. That sort of, you know, like it, it's quite clear from a lot of people that you meet that are involved or post-sport, given the selfish, selfish nature of it and the dressing room nature of it, that actually have been functioning in normal society doesn't come that easy to them. Mm. Whereas I never really had that vibe with you. I kind of feel like you're. Ah, well, no, I think that's a stretch, Adrian. Like that's well, too, that's tell you, I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. people function in normal society. Yeah. Bloody well, you can't have a conversation with people on the street. Absolutely. Like, ah, no, I don't Plenty agree with of that. A lot, ah, of, lot, no, of, no, a lot no. of time, I think that's too much. A lot of players don't want to talk about the career in depth. They don't want to think about it. They almost want to move on yeah, fully. Talking, I'd say, yeah, you're talking to one here. Well, yeah, but then the people <laughs> love the yeah, nostalgia because you got me on the rack. You were, the you were, um, eight times. Was, was <laughs> it, the last hint. couple of questions. You were, you were Sunderland captain that year when you got injured. Was that? Did that oh, I think I might, I, might, I might have had the Harry Maguire role. I might have been club captain <laughs> by the end Maguire. of the year. <laughs> 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 the Bruno. That's how congestion was. <laughs> well, there was no way that man was giving you the captaincy as a token gesture. No chance. Who was that? Roy. Oh, no, Roy, yeah. Oh, but Roy came in a little bit. Did he not make you captain? No, because... No, Roy didn't make me captain. No, it was Noel because Noel took on the manager's oh, job. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He did Initially. a great job for a short period of time, didn't he? Uh, Am I wrong about that? <laughs> no, okay, I'm wrong about that. No, no, no. No, no, because Roy, Roy wouldn't have made me captain. I, I, fin- I missed that four months of that year through injury when Roy, uh, Roy came in. Okay. So the, cap- the captaincy would have been handed. So it was never would have been handed on. Yeah, so you that, never had to sit down and talk to him about like. Or was there? Why the hell have I not got the That's armband, right, Roy? Yeah. I'm getting race. back next week. <laughs> I demand. No, Roy, keep quiet. Let me talk. <laughs> I believe those no, conversations generally went by in the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you would have had very little dealings with him then, would you? At that time, if you were injured, like you wouldn't have been in or about training grounds or, or would you? No, not for that period, certainly when I was injured, no, because you know what it's like, you're injured, you're kind of ostracised to a point. That's that's the way it is. Like You just, mm. you just get on with it, you know? So, yeah, that was part of the course. But um, no, it was an enjoyable year. That like, like I said, I didn't play towards the end. I got got myself back fit, but didn't play. The team was flying. But it was nice to be a nice environment to be in because up until then I'd never never been involved in it to any kind of success or trophy. I forget about mm. all of that. And people, funny enough, people say to me like, oh, "Did you ever win?" I mean, I, if you ask me, did I ever win a trophy? I'd be like, no, no trophy. I, I honestly forget. Yeah. I've got a me- I've got a medal for that for that year we won the championship, but it doesn't doesn't feel like if I'm right. being, being honest with you. I only played about a dozen games at the start of the season, and that was that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but I don't. You have to play what eight or ten games to get or is that was. Why don't, why don't you count that? To be honest, I, I'd be counting that if I was you. <laughs> Jesus, count well, as, as we know yeah. from previous conversation, Jen, Kenny keeps these things <laughs> tropes from oh. his uh, from his career. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Front and it? Yeah, you yeah, probably don't even know where the medal is, do you? No, I haven't seen it. No, it's in my laundry bag with me, uh, with me jerseys. It's a, Do you have the ball? You see the ball behind the World Cup? Or each he of has the, all this stuff what? up in his attic. All the Irish stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah You've got to hold on to some bits, do you know? Kenny, yeah, seriously, a, that no, breaks my heart when I hear that stuff. Mm. 
Raise your head. Yeah. They're amazing things to have. have yeah, I, did, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't... Didn't get rid of them. Didn't bin them. They're around. Can we start? A, can we start a campaign to find Kenny Cunningham's championship medal? He knows where it is. He just doesn't want to look at it. Is that, that right? Do you know where it is? I, I presume it's in the laundry bag. This from this from, I'm telling you. Can we? Can you commit on air? No, right. The laundry no, bag. Allowing us no. to come in with cameras and open those laundry bags find and have a look. No. no. I think that would be. What's the show where they come into the house, Peggy, and just clean out the show? Yeah. That's ever oh, been made. All the stuff's in bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we'll do that. We'll do that. I'm sure your gaff's not like that, Ken. That would be amazing. Fired off to be fair. Would you no. go for that? No, not at all. <laughs> I'll take. I'll so, take you're say, so you're saying there's, there's a chance. chance. That's, that's right. me compartmentalising and just boxing that off. Uh, somebody wondering here, what was Keane like as a manager? Was he tactical? I mean, you probably didn't get to see a huge amount of that side of him, did you? If you were not on the pitch. Um, yeah, well, I only, I only spent that one year with Roy. To be honest with you, so obviously Roy had a you know managed for a long time after that. So I suppose it'd be difficult to kind of pigeonhole him after. But that was his first. Uh, taste of management mm. so I thought he I thought he done very well that year to be honest with you considering um, it was his first year he brought a couple of assistants in uh, with him who he'd worked with previously did involve himself a huge amount on the training pitch really? never thought he, he would but training was very well organised uh, very well thought out very well planned he left that to his kind of number two and things like that so I would say that in terms of the day to day training was very uh, good nothing loose about it uh, whatsoever but yeah not a huge amount of tactical uh, side to the setup. Very, not a huge amount of um, shape boys and, and whatever not a huge amount of time spent on that and Roy wouldn't at, at that point didn't get hugely involved in it that might change later when he managed elsewhere and stuff like that but uh, yeah I think he had a sense of that with Roy don't you you hear about when he talks about his career, his playing career, and managers who he played with, you get a sense that Roy wasn't yeah. overly, didn't want to be overburdened mm. with too much of that information, which I always thought was interesting because Roy was obviously very smart and his game intelligence was off the scale in terms of how he saw the game and his basic reading in the game. Roy didn't need too much information. Elite players generally don't, but that's not always the case, obviously, as you go down the, mm. you know, as you go down the pyramid and stuff like that. Yeah. You, know, you feel as if players need a little bit more information, a little bit more guidance so that's something which obviously which is interesting the game you learn you're coaching and whatever else like yeah but no right or wrong really I don't think he missed out on the pundit of the year last night at the there was the mm. sports journalist of the year awards up. I don't know actually <laughs> Ali McCoy's Ali McCoy's won pundit of the year right which not maybe yeah when you what is a point what a technique is it is uh, studio analysis in game commentary any of that sort of anything yeah, we call him co-commentator of the year I know, but he does a lot of punditry on TalkSport. Yeah, and he's a very good talker, I will say that. He's brilliant. Like. Yeah, he does a breakfast, a couple of times I've had him on the breakfast thing over in the UK, very good. You're talking about yeah. communication, interaction yeah. with people, tone, the whole shebang, very smart, good sense of humour. So from that point of view, and I've heard a couple of his co-coms decent as well. Yeah. Wouldn't necessarily say co-com is oh, stand out, yeah. mm. but still you get a flavour of that, what I'm talking about, even on the co-coms mm. when he does it. What was Roy like post-match? I didn't say the United... Uh, you know, ah, well, you he was very quiet. <clears throat> Reasonably quiet. Like he, he still went to town on them a little bit, but uh, he was kind of letting Gary Neville do the do the chatting. And him and Su- I mean Neville and Suness were doing a lot of the back and forth. And Keane was yeah. Keane was very critical of Bruno Fernandes, I have to say, unsurprisingly, um, and his attitude in the second half particularly. But uh, yeah, he was kind of he was muted enough compared to yeah, what but he, would time, he must have been up there. He must have been in the mix. He was right. nominated. Yeah, he was nominated, and there was a couple of cricketing pundits in there and bits and pieces like that uh, uh, Ali McCoy's made the gag that it's been a bad 48 hours for Roy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good uh, that was good I'd be, a, I'd be a big Ali McCoy's fan he, I, I take your point about the in-game stuff 
I think as much of the attraction to him is about the personality bit and the charisma bit and everybody yeah. sort of feels like his pal yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and I think with him you don't feel as if it's too forced some people you kind of try and give up that kind of vibe but you're not quite buying it hey, yeah. you probably know uh, better than me a bit like myself putting on this forest mall this morning like, but ah, you sense with him with McCoist it's it's kind of natural what you see is what you get I think people kind of yeah consent, get a sense of that I was saying it with, with the commentary even at the weekend like uh, people have certain uh, commentators that they like and don't like like I want a commentator where you go out to the kitchen for a cup of tea and you can hear there's been a chance or a goal because the the tone has been raised the voice has been raised ah, yeah. with some commentators at the moment it's just it's it's for me like yeah that's interesting you wouldn't yeah, know there's yeah. been a goal you're talking about me directly here like and, uh, <laughs> no, the sense of that that was actually Kenny. it is interesting you're right though people think I, I don't really give it too much thought in terms of like the do a bit of co-com stuff which I actually enjoy but yeah yeah, I don't overthink it. I don't think it at all, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. But, you know, you're better off, that's... Pe- ah, no, I don't think so, actually. No, I think you're wrong there. I think you're, what you should really be doing is actually listening back to your commentary and actually, to, you know, listening to people. That works for some within. people. That works for yeah, some people. Yeah, but, but it, 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 do, it does matter. You're right. And tone, exactly, and pitch, I think, really does matter. It gets people att- mm. people's attention, doesn't it, at, v- at various moments, over-talking it, over-talking, which I've been very guilty of for a long period of time and still am. Tell you about, <laughs> I got <laughs> I got a letter posted to me at RT some time ago. It was very good. Obviously, wouldn't get a lot of, of if any fan mail, but this has been there for about six months. I, I came into RT, a lad threw it at me. Look, I found this. Oh, yeah, well, I opened it up. Usually, it's someone from, you know, Kazakhstan looking for a two photo sign or whatever, and no postage. They're looking whatever. for the other kind of cost you about <laughs> 18 quid to get the postage or whatever. Anyway, but I opened up, it was a letter, and it was actually from a gentleman in South Dublin. Very well written, uh, well written. Whole page, oh, this is interesting. Started off, Ken, very nice, Ken, a big fan, blah, your, your career, and you know, oh, oh hold on, where, where, where's this leading? <laughs> However, <laughs> however, and he went on to explain, look, I, I think I need to point out a few things in terms of your co commentary style. I made that point that you've made there. I think you've got to be very careful, you don't over talk, too much information, really feel as if you need to hold back. And he was absolutely right in terms of what he said because you kind of li- I listened to it and I thought you know you're absolutely right. So a little bit like you're you're saying there, I, th- I I think it is a skill and it's a skill which you can. No, I wasn't with. pointing at you whatsoever. I think no, you're, but right. you're right. I'm saying it's just how coincidentally I'm in the yoke. But you're absolutely absolutely. I think it is something which you've already got it. You haven't. I think there's a certain amount of that, mm. but I think you can sharpen it up if you're really kind of you know you got your blinkers on. You you can really get good at it. You can improve and. And get better. So I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah. I, th- I think I, once you once you wrap up and you have your Weetabix or banana before you start, then you're you're onto a winner on the commentary. <laughs> the book. letter the letter was signed yeah. R Nugent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, uh, no, I tell you what, he signed it, but he didn't uh, put his address on it because I would have actually penned him. I did. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit. Because you took he, it in the spirit that he. Oh yeah, he no, no, it wasn't a fair. And he was an old boy, to be honest with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And you have to you have to show a bit of respect. And you know what? He actually made it. It wasn't a case of. Oh, sort yourself out, you're a disgrace, you're embarrassing yourself and all of that, like. Yeah. It was kind of quite constructive, but, I, he, but he was right. He was I, absolutely right. I used to be like that when I was younger, 15, 15, 16, I used to write letters to celebrities looking for autographs in the post. Would you have got that? You say you're getting letters from Kazakhstan from and all you? sorts of places. You might have got a letter from me. I have autographs from you back, uh, back in you? the day, yeah. I, 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 oh, I, Kenny I'm used to be one of the great players to stop outside the old Lansdowne Road. Right. I've, and it would always stop like. I have a number of autographs of Kenny Cunningham and So what, was there, there would have been players that didn't, obviously. 100%. Yeah. No, Kevin Gaban was always name, very name good. And shame. K- Kenny, Kev, uh, David Connolly was very good. Uh, Richard Dunn was very good. There's a few players who I was like, they're always stopping. Anchors. All regulars in the show as well. Anchors. By, by chance. 
bankers. No, they were brilliant. Always stopped for the young kids, and I was one of them. Uh, yeah, I always thought the lads were very. Uh, this is postmatch, is it? Where Lansdowne? Yeah, Lansdowne. Andorra, Andorra would have been my there. first game. Oh, was that right, Jeff? You no, know, you came out. There was a little. That's totally different to what it is nowadays. Yeah, but I'm trying to take even the exit lands down that man. I'm struggling. Did it come out between it. the the house and the stand? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And that and and, oh, they came and there was well, kind of the, the fence was set up. Cottage, what was it? That, that little cottage thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did someone actually live in that? Did we have no? It was like a little. It was, a, it was a club house, clubhouse. I thought it was one of those things they wouldn't sell. <laughs> they no, open the front they, door. They oh, sell, this is a game I yeah, yeah. Build it around, around, around them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder what's happening. Did you hear that outside? Turn on that TV a second. <laughs> well, I tell you what summed up at the old Lansdowne for me. Talk about chalk and cheese because obviously Davies like would still be Lansdowne to to me, but obviously it's not in a lot of other respects. But I always remember like after the game. Uh, Carsey <laughs> Stephen Carr because Carsey would have been north he wouldn't have been far uh, down for me his uh, family from Donamaid would have been up in Kulak but I remember him running running out maybe at times a- after the game I remember actually seeing him once running out to the, the train station uh, outside at Lansdowne because you know the station's literally right, yeah, right yeah, outside yeah. there so he'd grab his bag and leg out and jump on the, on the dart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, remember like once watching I remember once yeah, with his bag over his uh, end of the dart to go back to his uh, it's man dad like so something small like that, you yeah. know what I mean? You think oh that's very Irish of the times, isn't it? Isn't it? You wouldn't get very that now. Very nostalgic like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well you get mobbed it'd be a, it'd be a social media moment. Yeah, TikTok all over it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's all forced and all that type of thing. But yeah, just a just a small little thing. Yes, they year I suppose. Mm. Here's what's coming up between now and 10 for you this morning, uh, almost 8 o'clock. You're very welcome along to OTBM, wherever it is you are at. Adrian, Shane and Kenny with you over the course of the morning. OTBM, uh, which let labs get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition is available now. We have Andy Mitten on in about 10 minutes' time. We'll have more uh, reaction, more fallout from United Liverpool. Plenty more little tidbits of stories emerging from the papers this morning. So that's coming your way in the next 10 minutes. We're going to talk to Chris Medland. We were chatting to him last Friday in advance of the Bahrain Grand Prix. And um, we will get into more detail with him um, about uh, the Verstappen's victory and uh, I mean one race in his uh, inevitable march to the championship as Shane will tell you in just a little bit John Duggan will be with us at 20 to 9 to let us know what's happening in the world of live sport we'll talk to Vinnie Perth who'll be in studio he was at the uh, Rovers game last night and uh, Kenny obviously has been saying has been in, uh, was in the Belfield Bowl so we'll get uh, the combined thoughts on last night's round of games in the League of Ireland plenty of talking points from that the power rankings will be updated in the company of Tommy Rooney at 10 past 9 this morning who will be the movers and shakers or will there be any movers and shakers at all after the last weekend the last round of games in the Allianz Football League that's coming away at 10 past 9 and then Tom English from the show last night at half past 9 so as you can tell it's a nice stack show for you this morning between now and 10 o'clock I mentioned a couple of the tip pits emerging from the fallout from the um, drubbing Kenny um, at uh, Anfield on Sunday and uh, there's plenty more uh, he made the players sit in silence apparently the United players sit in silence in the dressing room this is what's been reported and he always get these little bits and pieces that come mm-hmm. out in the days after a game that he made them sit in silence and uh, listen be be in tune with the Liverpool celebrations yeah sounds like a bit of Mikel Arteta moment uh, uh, this yeah, uh, is that, is I that don't. Uh, yeah, but, well, I've got to be honest with you. I roll my eyes a little bit. Like I think we're all impressed with the job uh, Ten Hag's done in terms of the turnaround off the back of the start of the season, uh, which they had. So I think he's had a huge amount of plaudits of late, and and rightly so. I don't read too much into these things. It was a little bit like that performance or that result some time ago. Do you remember he got them in on the. 
Monday the and he had him running. Yeah. It was the, 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 the Brentford, they, they that was 12 kilometres less than Brentford in the game and he made them, and he himself, the thing that made me laugh from that one was, and they're still writing about it again this morning, that, you know, it was such a show of, you know... The cult of personality. And he ran it himself. Yeah, and that was, yeah. this was why it was a show of unity. Ah. I mean... Yeah, so I, I wasn't buying into that at the time. I've got to be honest with you. That, that didn't, uh, didn't make it... No, for me, that was like a little bit show. You could argue, oh, they, they ran... 12 kilometers less so they should you know they, but that was like that was collectively that was collectively the whole yeah. the whole team wasn't it, it so was. you're making every individual work uh, run for so yeah that didn't quite stand that took me back to the day where uh, talking about nostalgia when you would get a bit of a beat you know, you get a drub and the performance levels wouldn't have been up and you'd be in the following morning Sunday morning like I remember coming in and just running just literally running yeah, yeah. slogging it mm. and that was like you know, you, you did, you accepted that, that was par for the course, but it was like nonsensical stuff. You were coming in, you were stiff, mm. you know, you might have been dehydrated, players carrying knocks, mm. and you were being asked to go and sprint around the pitch or go on a massive hike. Mad stuff. And there were loaded sprints, like punishment. Mm. It was like punishment stuff, mad stuff, really, like, you know what I mean? So actually, that Ten Hag thing early in the season had a bit of a flavour of that. I know it would have been a little bit more in terms of yeah. thought out in terms of exactly what kind of running they're doing, but the principle of it kind of, that wasn't good enough, you're going to get punished. I, I don't think it's a bit too school mastery that for me so this is a little bit different I take your point this is a, bit, a little bit more subtle isn't it mm. but I don't know I, I'm trying to picture myself in that desk, dressing room and a man just saying look everybody quiet now I want you to listen to that I'm, it's, I'd, I'd be the, like the well, Gaffer, what, me, I'd, rather you, I'd rather you start shouting and screaming to be honest with you but like, also you know even, I mean? even outside of him shouting and screaming like it wouldn't have been particularly noisy dressing room I would have thought anyway like who's who's in Ranton and Raven I, think, I don't know I, I think after 7-0 Liverpool, Liverpool players would be giving it loads because but, Liverpool but, players would but in the United dressing room <clears> oh sorry yeah they'd be quiet anyway I couldn't imagine they well yeah you'd imagine so like I think that's the time for me though I've got to be honest with you this is interesting again there's no right or wrong I suppose this is management spiel and man management etc you know after result they'd probably talk about this in coaching seminars mm. how do you deal with that absolute drubbing you know what I mean mm. uh, show players um, coming into the dressing room after how do you immediately approach that as a manager what do you do some managers right lads have a shower you know pack your bags see you in the morning others right let's have a you know listen to whatever other managers go in there bang let them have it I think it's a good I remember Ferguson vaguely uh, some years ago reading a little bit Ferguson, Ferguson was talking and I think his attitude was Get it out at the okay. time. Yeah, get it out. And deal with it. Yeah, deal with it then. Put yeah. it out there. Have your toe to toe, and then wash. You come in on the on the Monday, and that's it. Rather than maybe let it linger mm. for a period of time, which I'm sure other managers would, and then try and confront it on the Monday and go and you know get stuck into it. Then you know, and that, that made a little bit of sense to me you know just get it out even as a player you might be looking over at somebody and addressing him he's let us down today yeah but you know at least say it to his face well bang this is this is how I feel on, honestly but is but that not dangerous like to play devil's advocate is it not better to sleep on it everyone re- reacts calmly the next day they've had a bit of time to think about it and, and in a relaxed manner then the next day have a proper discussion about it yeah, without, without so. finger pointing yeah. but I think every dressing room is different and every situation is different I suppose these are the, the very good managers have a good feel for that when they're coming almost when they walk into the, they might have a, like a picture in their head this is how I'm going to handle this they walk into the dressing room and within 10 seconds no it's changed they get a sense of no I've got to deal with this now or well, I'm going to hammer a few mm. people that think actually no this doesn't feel right I'm going to step back you know what I mean so that's like the very good managers get a bit of a sense for that 
you know, so that 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 separates mm. the the very best from the also rounds, I suppose. But yeah, again, no right or wrong. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, but I, I, not for me to be honest with you. When I, when I when I read that about the silence, for me that felt like awkward. And you know, as an athlete, professional, that's not for me. That's not what you you're he, aware of that. You he, know that he's obviously hoping that th- this is the thing. Let's bottle this, mm. and the next time the difficulty. Yeah, but it's there. The you have to inside you anyway. You don't have to breathe that in. Listen, you've you've had that for the whole of the second half. You've had it walking off the pitch down the tunnel. The that's why your head's spinning. It's plenty full already. Is that the <laughs> yeah, I think your head's spinning. All of that's in there anyway. By the time you get into the dressing, I don't I don't think the imagination will hold on. Have a listen to the Liverpool supporters say, "Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah." No, that's in there already. You're absolutely ready to pop I almost think you need a little bit of a release can't, can't let it get too much out of hand don't get me wrong but you're talking about professional dressing here experienced players you know people start having a pop and that's that's par, mm. par of the course yeah. you can't be taking that person like carrying a grudge into the week off the back of that you got to let that bounce off and give it a bit back but for me get it out there that you know more it's a knockout like that type of thing in the, in the dressing room maybe for me that makes more sense than maybe the opposite Approach, yeah. but like I said, no, no right or wrong. Yeah, I think one of the difficulties for United is that they're like looking at the fixture list. They've Tottenham and Chelsea to come before the end of the season. Both of them in April. Ah, Tottenham they obviously have whatever. Well, exa- <laughs> well, exa- I, I'm, I'm sort of clutching at straws a little John bit. John there, you know, John. I uh, know he'll be, be in later. That little quick. <laughs> I'm clutching at straws even a little bit. Like in the betters of the Europa League, maybe they progress. Maybe they get like an Arsenal later. But I'm talking about like the opportunity to get back in the pitch against a quality team. And get that out of the system at some point. Like it's it's almost enough. not there yeah, yeah, this yeah. season. Unless they get to a Europa League final. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need that. I don't think necessarily you need, after performance, I don't think you need that. We want that next big one, uh, big one coming down the road. I don't think Betis maybe falls into that category. Like, you know, Fulham in the FA Cup as well. Euro- yeah, Europa League. I think that European night, albeit the Europa, you know, I still think that's a big game midweek and that's a competition they can win. So I, I, I'd actually say the Betis game for me is probably a, a good chance to do that. But I think just, any, even it's, it's Southampton, isn't it, on the Saturday? Even Southampton, although I'll be at their bottom of the table, Anything, I think. You just want to get back on the pitch, don't you? You just want to yeah, show that, look, our attitude, we're back on it, we're back at the level that we want to be, does he, does regardless. He make, does he make six or seven? Tanag is not a man to, to alternate a starting eleven, but to make a point here, does he Does he change the whole team? Does he make five, six, seven changes? I don't but think that, so. But that would, that would really send a message. Yeah, but yeah, but this is off the back of a, what, a 10, 12 match, more or less on unbeaten run I think it'd be pretty churlish from his point of view right that's one below, below significantly below par performance don't get me wrong well that's it but it was the attitude it was the attitude of some of the yeah, players yeah it was the attitude I don't think necessarily you have to come with the the whip on that one though to, to be honest because those players have served them very well if anything it just for me ind- indicates the kind of weaknesses that are still in that Manchester United squad I know it's a cliche a bit of a reality check but I think it was for anybody getting too carried away Manchester United's part etc etc or, or neutrals looking at United talk of a championship t- uh, charge this season potentially can't rule United out in a perception there that this is well, potentially this is a championship title winning team that we're looking at I think that performance at the weekend kind of blew that out in terms of well this Manchester United team as well as they've been certainly of late are still significantly short yeah. in terms of challenging those teams above them in the league even, I mean, even if you do start to make changes, where do you stop? Yeah, well, and the, and the t- players you're taking out are the players that before last weekend were your absolute bankers mainstays. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. Uh, to be fair, that would probably again. We'll, Andy, Andy's going to come on. For me, the one thing that surprised me. This is not after the after the fact, but before the game, the team sheets uh, came in, and I looked at them and I saw the players, and I thought, from you know, it's perspective. Yeah, that that makes sense. Rashford off the left. Uh, Veghorst up top and Bruno Fernandes as a 10 
you know, we know the effect of Rashford is off the left. We know Bruno's at his best in that central uh, position there. Vekars does a shift high up the pitch, yeah. So to see that little shift in terms of Rashford, Vekars is a 10 and Bruno straight away, I was like, oof, straight away that looks unbalanced to me. He, Fernandes gives you nothing down the left-hand side 1v1. We know Liverpool's weakness down there in terms mm. of trend, uh, defensively. So you let him off the hook by playing Bruno out there. I think it un- unbalances the team. Playing Veghorst, spoke about this like as a, a as a number 10, probably the most unorthodox number 10, 6 4, four like built like a giraffe, playing playing like in the pocket behind a central striker, you know what I mean? And then you're totally dependent. Then you're looking at Anthony, gives a bit of, can he gives a bit of width down that right-hand side? Well, you feast or a famine with Anthony at the moment. You don't know what you're going to get. Got absolutely nothing yeah. from him at the weekend. So yeah, difficult to be critical of uh, Ten Hag at the moment. But I must admit that setup in terms of where he position players, uh, yeah, didn't bowl me over. He's nearly done a pep on it. He's sort of overthought it. Yeah, he's done it before. To be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Fernandez. After uh, there's no future for me. Bruno Fernandez playing off the flank, so I don't, I don't see it at all. I think like for the reasons that I've said, if he has to play in this United team going forward, it's as a 10. I don't think he's even a given to start as a 10. I think going forward, the likes of Eriksson and even a second striker will challenge him for that number 10 position. I haven't, I haven't bought into the hype of him this year, Bruno, in terms of his overall performances. With decent enough attitudes and made contributions, but I don't think his numbers are up there in terms of assists and goals as he has done previously. And certainly when he operates those positions down the flank, for me, like I said... It attracts from Manchester. You know, at the best at the moment for me, speed down the flanks, natural kind of wingers, speed down the flanks, uh, and a little schemer as a number 10, whether that be Fernandez, uh, Ericsson, or whoever that is. That's the kind of template at the moment which kind of serves them uh, well for me. Once they deviate away from that, and uh, you, you mentioned about Pep overcomplicating them, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, for me, it's not as impressive what I'm seeing from Manchester. You know, we've got a flavour of that. Obviously, the weekend against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Bunch of comments coming into us here. Bobby Dwyer is a Spurs fan, is he? He is a Tottenham fan, yeah. So, uh, Bobby Dwyer says, United fans claiming they're back. Spurs fans fuming with their team at the moment and there's only four points in it. Happy to put a €50 Euro charity bet on with Shane that will still finish ahead of them. <laughs> Deal. Oh! Bobby, get in touch. Check the virtual hand. Uh, look, um, lads, it's Tottenham. Oh. Do you know? Um, I'll always let you down, Bobby. COM on uh, YouTube here. Good morning to you, COM. Uh, sorry to whinge, but this interview is ridiculous. After 30 minutes of Brown Nose and Kenny, only now with eight minutes to go, they begin to discuss current football stories. COM. Fair play. I backed that 100%. I just said he was a, he was a good autograph. I backed that 100%. He, he was a good autograph signer. That's all I said. COM. He signed, Relax. Signed, well said. He signed autographs for kids. Show. Well said. There's lots to get to. Well We're easing ourselves into A little bit of respect on Kenny's name. For COM, Jesus. get your Weedabix in. Yeah. Perspective. <laughs> Take a breath. A little bit of Pilates this morning to do you absolutely no harm whatsoever. Yeah, ready break. Um, what's this ready break, uh, ready break slander, says Burbuck? Mm. You're just not a fan, that's, that's it. Ready break and Bruno Fernandez what's just not doing wrong? it for you this morning. Yeah, maybe, maybe Bruno needs his weed of books. Uh, brilliant having Kenny on to chat. Way more enjoyable, says Tony. Um, bump a bump a bump. Kenny, brilliant this morning, says Dahi O'Shocknessy. Just feels like a chat with friends over pints. Perfect. Um, and we'll go with that for the minute, Kenny. I think that's fair enough. That's that's how I feel about you. Yeah, but you're doubling down on what that lad was talking about, criticism in terms of too chummy and all that, by reading See, now compliments. Ah, no, 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 no. I'd, I'd, I'd counter that with saying the exact opposite, that, that you know, you need a bit of yin and yang. Yeah, and yeah. Typically you, Kenny, to not, I thought you, know, you were a little bit disrespectful, that, 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 I thought you were a little bit disrespectful to that. Uh, to COM. That caller, to be honest, just with tell you. him to just. I'm, I'm not been. Just slightly because he didn't like. That's yeah, the way we, we do it in this show. Yeah. We have chats, nice. We just spoke about chats. that constructive criticism in the dressing room. Being yeah. prepared to take criticism. We just spoke about the United dressing room after the game. 
But yeah, you're not prepared to take any criticism. I'm of saying that. no. I'm saying that Tom has probably had a bad start to the morning. He's got a, the, <laughs> he or she has got out the wrong side of bed and just needs a little just to. Br- I'd, I'd counteract breathe, that. Breathe I'd counteract that. <laughs> I take a point. Yeah, I take a point. I take a point. Constructive criticism there. That's uh, always good. Fair enough. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.